this final Sunday before the celebration of our Savior's birth, please be reminded that God's grace, which is that undeserved love, and His mercy, which is that love put into action into all of our lives, and His peace, which is the result of that love, they are all yours through faith in our newborn king. Did you see the look on Friday? You didn't have to look very far. It was probably around on the faces of the people near you, or, or maybe even you saw it when you looked in the mirror. It was the look of terror and fear because it was the final day that you could order your Christmas presents online and have them delivered before Christmas. And the scrambling began. It's amazing. They have something that tracks the amount of purchases that are made from around the world. It's on a, like a, a grid. And it showed that it started to peak. And it was off the charts because the desperation had set in. People realized that Christmas was coming on a Tuesday. Christmas Eve is a Monday. Some stores, of, most will be open, of course. But the busyness would set in. How am I going to finish my shopping And Friday was the day. And if you didn't finish, it's okay. You can join the club. We'll figure out a way to get it done. But as you're thinking about those last second gifts or the reason why we give gifts, I do want you to chew on this question for a second. What percentage of the gifts that you have purchased will you be giving to actually meet a need? Have you thought about that? Of all the gifts that will be given or received this Christmas season, how many of them, what percent of them are actually going to meet a very real and concrete need. And that's a big challenge today, to come up with a gift that someone doesn't just want, or maybe doesn't want at all, but actually needs. Welcome to 21st century America. Because when we talk in terms of the needs of the average person, we are so incredibly blessed, right? It just is mind-boggling to think through the things that we have that meet our needs on a day-to-day basis that we don't even consider as gifts. And so my guess is that under the Christmas tree, you will not find in any of the people's lives who are associated with you a child voraciously opening up the gift to find that loaf of bread and just being thankful that they'll be able to eat that day. Or you won't find a 12-pack a of bottled water underneath the tree because the child isn't certain whether they would have clean water to drink. 
Think through the very real needs. And then think through the gifts that we receive and give. And so it's okay to stand here now and to think through the blessings that we have when it comes to knowing that this Christmas season, we get to deal in the realm of the want. To give gifts that people might want and enjoy. But let's not forget the fact that, yes, even in 21st century America, even in in 2018, even when we live in such a blessed and overabundant society, there still are some needs that need to be met. And on Christmas morning, they are. See, this is our fourth Sunday meeting under the theme at the intersection of hopes and fears. And we've talked through how hopes and fears so frequently go together because the moment a hope is dashed, it's replaced by fear. And the moment we are fearful, all we can do is long for hope. And it's amazing how Christ brings that to an end. And he does so because he is exactly what we need. Listen as I read to you from Matthew's account. These are some of the opening words of Matthew's account. It's the first chapter, starting with verse 18. It's the sweeping story of the birth of Christ. Not quite as detailed as Luke's account. But listen to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child, and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Last Sunday, we had the opportunity to look at the Christmas story through the eyes of Mary. And we recounted how Mary, having been informed that she was going to be miraculously with child, how she went through all those emotions that I think we can only imagine. But she took a quick trip. She headed south into the hill country of Judea to visit her relative Elizabeth, who also was miraculously with child, 
she being the mother of John the Baptist, and they wanted to talk. And having processed all of that incredible news, Mary broke forth in that wonderful song where she simply attributes all of the inconceivable things in her mind to the reality that the Lord is in control and would hold her up through all things. But today we look at it from the other perspective, Joseph's perspective. Can you imagine how he would have felt? Can you imagine how Joseph would have felt when he found out that the woman that he had put his heart upon, the woman that he was now ready to spend the rest of his life with, the woman who was to be his bride, and you can imagine how they would have talked about the plans and the future that would be held when he found out she's pregnant. And it's not yours. I talk about hopes being dashed. Trying to think through what the ramifications would be. Trying to process how am I going to handle a very delicate situation. And to his credit, Joseph wasn't interested in starting a smear campaign. He wasn't about to badmouth his wife-to-be, and yet, in his mind, he did what was probably very reasonable. He thought, well, she doesn't care for me. Her love, obviously, is not for me. And so, in a very discreet way, he was simply going to terminate this relationship and try to set his hopes on something else. And who could blame him? From hope to fear, and maybe a little anger in between. But it's at that intersection of hope and fear that the Lord Himself provides for Joseph exactly what he needs. And I'm convinced as we look at the words of the angel of the Lord to Joseph, we are reminded exactly of what. We need at times too. Not what we always want, but certainly what we needed. You see, Joseph, he needed at that moment of uncertainty and lack of clarity, Joseph needed to be reminded of some things. He needed to be reminded of of God's purpose and God's plan. And so the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine how comforting those words would have felt? When when, when Joseph, whose stomach would have been completely in knots, and confused about the future to simply have the Lord come to him and say, don't be afraid because there still is a purpose and there still is a plan in place. Don't be afraid to move on with things according to plans even though everything has changed. Because you need to be reminded at times that when our hopes 
are replaced with fears, and our plans are dashed, we can remember that the one who created the heavens and the earth continues to execute his perfect plan according to his will. And sometimes we need to hear that. And so as Joseph takes a step back and is reminded, no, this is part of the plan. It's not that your love for Mary or Mary's love for you has been false in any way, but rather, in divine wisdom, the Lord is allowing the plan for his love for the entire world to run through you and your wife-to-be. He needed to hear that. And to be reminded that even though life wasn't going to look the way he thought it was going to look, it's okay to be part of God's plan. And to have the perspective of saying, the Lord in his wisdom can do things in an amazing way, and I simply get to be a part of it. What did Joseph need? He needed the comfort of knowing that God is a God who meets promises too. Doesn't just speak empty words, but a God who has promises that are fulfilled. And so what does he do? He makes sure to say, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child. And will give birth to a son. When we are convinced that things are not going our way, and we are convinced that things have not played out the way that we had imagined them, one of the first reactions we have is to call out God and say, God, you aren't making good on the promises that I feel like you should have for my life. So what does the angel of the Lord do? He points Joseph in this moment of turmoil back not to any promises that Joseph had invented in his head, but rather to the written word to say, I am making good on the very promise that was made ages ago, and you get to play a part, Joseph. You get to play a part as you receive your wife, the mother of the Savior of the world, and you care for them. It's just what Joseph needed to hear at that time. So what about you? What is it that the Lord knows that we need even when we are so consumed with what we want? You see the difference there? If we were to talk about Christmas gifts, I guarantee you that the majority of things that we would find on our list would fall under the category of Christmas wants. From gadgets to gizmos, from tech to opportunity, from the experience to the food, we're always talking about gifts that we want. And we become so obsessed with it. 
Because we live in a culture where it says, you tell me what we want and we are going to meet that want. But the problem is, is that our needs frequently get left behind. And even though many of our physical needs are met, we have the greatest need still dangling in front of us. Peace and hope, the comfort of being at one with our Creator, it continues to gnaw away at so many. And so what happens? The Lord came to meet that need. And sometimes he goes far beyond meeting the greatest need by providing for us what? The reminder that at this day and age, yes, even here in 2018, in this corner of the world, with the particular family that I have been given and the particular job that I have, I get to play a part in God's overarching plan. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of that. Because as we reach the end of another year, it's not uncommon for some people to look back and say, Lord, I thought that by the end of 2018, things were going to be a little different. And the Lord says, but you are right where you need to be. Because I'm in control. And my plan continues. And you get to represent me in the individual circumstance that you find yourself. And as we reach the end of another year, it might be that some people are saying, it's frustrating to live in a society where my boss broke his word and my spouse gave me the white lie and my children aren't keeping their words. But we can say, but the Savior the promised Savior, the Savior that was a result of the greatest promise ever made, that was fulfilled. Because we have a God who always holds his promises. You see, the Lord provides for those needs that we have as we tune into his word, which brings us to the greatest need. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Whether we need it, whether we realize it or not, the need is great. To have a Savior who has the qualifications. Emmanuel, literally God with us. Emmanuel, God taking on flesh. Emmanuel, the perfect substitute. God becoming man that he might live under the law and take our place so that in his perfection, we might receive the gift of eternal life. Now we're not talking about once only but wants and needs. The longing of our heart to be at peace with God, the longing of our heart to be at one with God and to be able to stand in his presence in righteousness, that want is also a need, and it's met in Emmanuel. 
and our fears are replaced with hopes once again. Because our God has given us exactly what we needed. And so this Christmas season, as you're finishing up your Christmas shopping and you're meeting all of the wants that people might have, don't hesitate to talk to people about their needs as well. But make sure you talk to them in terms of needs that are met in Christ, our Emmanuel. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, may it guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus our Lord. Amen.